Welcome to another 10-minute takeaway with me, Dr. Nikki Ramskill, the female money doctor. I aim to pass on 10 minutes of wisdom to you about money to help you feel happy, confident, and in control. So that's enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome to another 10-minute takeaway. And in this one, I want to talk to you about money myths. Now, there are lots of things that we kind of just accept as the truth. Um, And if enough people all accept that as the truth, then it's very difficult to, um, I suppose, get away from that. But actually, when it comes to money, there are plenty of myths out there that we can bust straight away. And at the end of this 10 minute takeaway, I'm going to show you, um, tell you how you can get a hold of my money myths mini series um, and how you can basically bust your own myths. So number one, money myth, I think that a lot of people um, subscribe to is I'm rubbish with money. Money myth number one, I'm rubbish with money. How many times have you said that to yourself? I'm rubbish with money. God, I said that loads um, all the way through my 20s. Um, And the problem is, is the more you say it, the more it actually is true because then you start doing things and then your brain um, latches onto that and says, oh, okay, look, this is confirming. This confirms that you were rubbish with money. So suddenly you're rubbish with money and that's what happens. Um, Now, we're not rubbish with money. We all make mistakes, yes. And sometimes it's a lack of understanding or it's a lack of knowledge that causes the problem. Not that you're rubbish with money because everyone can manage money regardless of whether or not you were great at maths when you were at school or not. Everyone can do it. So the way that I see it is if you're going to get over this, you know, forgive yourself, like really honestly forgive yourself and start a fresh slate and, you know, start again. Yes, you might have made some big mistakes in the past, but they don't define who you are going forward. Now, if you carry on believing this, though, you are going to hold yourself back. So do do yourself a favour and stop telling yourself rubbish with money and start learning about how to manage it and find out, you know, a bit more from from other blogs that I've got about how you can start managing your money better and decide for yourself, you know, what what you need to work on. The next thing is money, this is money worth number two. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. How many times have we said to ourselves, I can't afford it, when actually it's not that we can't afford it, it's just that we're not prioritizing the thing that we need to be, you know, we're looking at buying. Now, okay, fine, if it's going to be something like, you know, a load of clothes or, you know, a car or a, a really expensive holiday or whatever, fine. It might be that at this precise moment in time, you can't afford something because you are spending that money on an emergency fund or you're doing something else. However, what you should try to say to yourself more often is how can I afford it? So how can you have your emergency fund, pay off debt, invest and be able to have the nice things that you want in life? Now, there are all sorts of things you can do. You can have a look at your you know, look at your bills, you can have a look at things you've got around the house, could you sell stuff? 
you know, these are the sorts of things that you can you ask yourself once you say, how can I afford it? It opens your mind up to more possibilities. Whereas if you say, I can't afford it, it kind of just shuts your brain down. And your brain then just says, okay, fine, you can't afford it. End. So when you're thinking about something, if there's something you really want, you can stick it on a 30-day list. Let's say it's something quite big and you think, right, I'm going to have a think about this. Put it on a 30-day list. And in the, at the end of 30 days, go back and review it again and decide, you know, do I still need this thing or not? Or was it just an impulse um, that I felt? If you still need that thing, but you still feel that you don't have the money for that, start asking yourself, how can you afford it? What can you do? Could you do an extra shift? Could you sell something? Could you, you know, take on a second job? Could you cancel subscriptions or or things that you, you know, you look at your utility bills, for example, and see if there's a way you can make them cheaper? How can you afford it is so much more empowering than I can't afford it. Now, the next one, this is money myth number three. Money myth number three is budgets are boring and you know, restrictive and things like that. But budgets are boring. Um, budgets are not boring. Budgets are freeing. Budgets set you free. And the reason for that is because once you know how much you can spend on a certain category, providing you've given yourself enough slack in the system, suddenly you, you are unrestricted to be able to spend in that particular category. I think the only time that budgets become um, stifling is if we are too hard on ourselves. So we, we say, right, I can only spend £10 this month on going out with my friends. Well, of course, that's not going to work. Like you need to give yourself some slack in the system. So, you know, you can give yourself, you know, 10% of your money that you earn every single month towards things like fun. So towards going out with your friends, towards going to art galleries, towards, you know, getting your hair done, your makeup done, whatever it is that you like getting done, you could do that. Um, Equally, having, you know, a set amount on your, you know, your grocery bills or a set amount on your petrol or a set amount going towards paying off debt. You know, if you set yourself some clear um, pockets of money for each thing that you need to pay for, it's actually very freeing because then you haven't got to think about where the money goes. All you've got to do is just allocate the money into each category and spend in that category. And then once the money's gone from that area, it's gone. So don't restrict yourself. Don't be, you know, don't be miserly with your own money, but make sure that you are covering all bases. And if you're struggling to cover all bases, ask yourself why. You know, what is it? Is it debt that's causing the problem? So you've got to get that paid off. Is it the fact you just don't have the income right now? In, in which case you need to go and find yourself some more income. How can you do that? Write all the ways that you could bring in more income for yourself. Um, you know, all of these all of these things really do add up. So don't think the budgets are boring. Budgets are not boring. Budgets are actually very, very freeing. And once you understand um, how much money you can put aside for each of your categories, it will make you feel so much better about your money and so much more in control. Now, the next myth is one of my personal favourites. And this one is don't save until your debt is paid or don't invest until your debt is paid. So there's there's this kind of um, school of wisdom that says you must be debt free before you can do anything else like invest or save money. And I subscribed to this one for such a long time. And I and I really do truly feel that it held me back. Now I'm in a lucky position. Um, I mean, I've worked hard, but I'm in a position where I can put money aside for debt and for investing and for saving at the same time. 
Now, if you're somebody that has got a problem with keeping the roof over your head, food on the table, heating your house, then please, 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 you need to make sure that you get some proper um, professional help from a debt charity. However, if you are somebody that knows very full well that you could actually allocate some money towards paying off debt and saving and investing, but you're just choosing not to, or you're finding it a struggle to do that because, you know, life just keeps happening, well, actually ask yourself why, what's going on? You don't have to wait until your debt is fully paid off. Sometimes I think that can be a bit of a procrastination type um, lesson or you know, the thing that people are doing. So actually, why don't you start committing towards putting a set amount of money in savings or investing every single month? while paying off debt. So just a small amount, even if it's just £25 a month, just small amounts, just towards one of those two things, or both. You can put £25 between both. Now this means that when you are paying off your debt, psychologically you'll be much, much better off because then you'll see your savings and your investments building. And that's the key, that's the key I think that's that's got me to the stage that I'm at. That if I'd waited until all of my all of my debt was paid off, I think I would have been really, really miserable. So take it from me, it's psychologically much more pleasing to see your savings and your investments grow than it is to see your debt being paid off. I mean, I do get a thrill out of seeing the debt go down and, and get smaller, but I also see a thrill of seeing my investments climb as well. So if you can dedicate some money towards both things, you don't have to wait until your debt is completely paid off, with the exception of the people that really need to go and see a debt um, charity first. And then Another myth that I think is really um, funny is I just need to win the lottery. I just need to win the lottery in order to be okay. Well, guess what? There are lots of lottery winners that win lots of money and they're not okay because they haven't learned how to budget properly. They haven't learned how to allocate the money properly into the different parts of the money pie and they end up losing it within a couple of years because they've spent it all on stuff that doesn't serve them in the long run. So winning the lottery actually doesn't really help. The best thing you can do is learn some great money habits and then build your money up that way. So that's it. That's the end of my 10 minute takeaway on money myths you need to be aware of. And yeah, let me know um, if you want to join my Money Myths Busted mini series and I will drop the link below for you so you can join that um, going forward. Anyway, take care. See you soon. Bye. And that's it. That's 10 minutes done. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and you gained something from it. If you have any ideas for topics or you want to make any comments, then feel free to email me info at thefemalemoneydoctor.com. Or if you really want to, which would be awesome, come and find me in my free private Facebook group on Facebook so we can um, carry on the conversation. Um, Just when you're looking for the group, just type in the female money doctor and you should be able to find me any problems, let me know by email. Take care. Have a good day.